According to St. Luke, Jesus said to the crowd, No one who lights a lamp conceals it with a vessel or sets it under a bed. Rather, he places it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not become visible, nothing secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. To anyone who has, the more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he seems to have will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Januarius is funny uh, inasmuch as we know almost nothing about his life, and the only thing we really know about his death is that for reasons nobody's been able to explain, his blood likes to bubble up on occasion. It's weird. It's sort of delightfully, weirdly Catholic. It's the kind of stuff that only we would do and only we would do sort of, uh, well, this strangely and delight in. But it makes you wonder, what was the inclination of those followers of St. Januarius who followed him all the way to his execution and then scooped up some of his blood for safekeeping? Remember that scene from The Passion of the Christ? How afterwards they go out with the cloths to collect his blood? It's the same kind of move here. And of course, it makes all the sense in the world for us because the saints have been made like him. The blood of the martyrs is, after a fashion, the blood of Christ just as surely as that which rests on the altar, transformed in a different way, obviously, probably not good to consume, but just as surely Christ is made present in the blood of the martyrs as in the sacraments. In them, Christ is crucified again, not because once wasn't enough, but because they now are able to share in his passion entirely, wholeheartedly. Previously, for most of us, most of the time, thanks be to God, our share in Christ's suffering seems analogous, right? I stub my toe, and I offer it up, and so I'm sharing in Christ's suffering, okay? But, but, like, getting murdered for the faith is of a whole different order. <laughs> it's a whole different level than most of us ever have to face. And so when that happens, the church, and it always starts out there, it's not somebody up top, the faithful recognize this death as one with his. And so the relics of the saint are treated with the same sort of care that we would treat his own body, venerated with the same love and devotion. We don't worship the saints, 
but the honor that we show them does redound to God's glory and helps explain why we get peculiarly interested in things like blood frothing 1,700 years too late. The Lord's uh, analogy of the bushel basket has always made me wonder. So lamps in those days, right, were oil and typically didn't have a flue. So um, I think what most of us are thinking here is if you cover a lamp with a bushel basket, it's going to go out or it's going to be hidden. But that's not what happens when you put wicker over flame. It burns up. Now think about that in light of what the Lord has posed here. No one lights a lamp to conceal it or put it under the bed. Likewise, what happens if you put an open flame under a bed? You don't have no place to sleep is what happens. Rather, he places it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. See, if the light is, 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 is grace, is the Holy Spirit, is the gifts that God gives us, right? If the light is, is, is what God pours into us that's meant then to be shared with others, if we do try and cover it up, it's not just um, like unfortunate or uncharitable or not the best idea. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to take the gifts that God has given and try and hide them. And they will, after a certain fashion, eventually burn you up. Consider for a moment the would-be martyr who failed, who in the last moment reneged on the faith. To get that far, to be committed sufficiently to like, get in trouble, get arrested, get beat up or knocked around or tortured or something, and then at the last let it go, could you imagine a worse agony than to be the one who chickened out at the last? How much of the faith would still be in you, burning, trying desperately to get out, but it can't shine the way it's meant to. Now, most of us are simply not put in situations where we're going to deny the Lord openly, and if we have, it's probably small enough sort of situations for us that it doesn't bear a great deal of consequence. Or does it? Are we burning, still smoking, embers hanging above us because we're not letting what's in us out after the fashion he has in mind? What light do you have left covered? Where is your blood still frothing? Where will you stand fast to be made like unto him whom you receive?